So an interesting psychological mechanism that we can observe in us is that under certain circumstances, we begin to hate someone or something or a group of people or a concept or an idea. And uh, one of the symptoms here, the signs that it's a certain type of hatred is that we cannot name a single good thing about, let's say, the person or the group. Not a single good thing, even when other people can. And in principle, we it stands to reason everybody has at least something, right? Like you can at least, let's say, I hate you, but you have nice hair, right? But we can't say that at all and we can't see that. How does that work? And we see that obviously when we... Um, grow to feel this way it's perfectly sensible to then try to destroy the, the enemy completely because if somebody is pure evil somebody is pure bad there's not a single redeeming positive thing about an individual or about the group well then it's only uh, justice it's only right it's only proper to uh, eviscerate them to destroy them off of the face of the planet needless to say and uh you know, unfortunately, we see that uh, this this isn't just consigned of theory, such things, and, and they have been realized and continue to be realized many times. For example, people are, are living peacefully together, more or less, and then all of a sudden, a, a leader, popular leader comes along and, and um, says, you know, that a group of people right there, they're not people, they're cockroaches. Literally, they're, they're, they're an insect, they're cockroaches. And the other group says, what? They're cockroaches. Well, we can't have cockroaches living amongst us. So the, the elimination, attempted extermination begins, right? Without any guilt, without any regret, uh, by and large. Why? It would say it's the same process. The, the one group demonized the other. They're cockroaches. There's not a single good thing about them. Do we think that a person like that can name one good thing about the cockroach, quote-unquote, excuse me, cockroach that they are exterminating? Yeah, they're, um, you know, I don't really like them, but I've determined on an intellectual level that they're an insect as opposed to homo sapien, but I really like their eyes, you know. No, there's not a single good thing that, that a person will be able to say because that's the, the whole mechanism. Completely blinded. So how does this work? How do we identify it? How do we prevent it? How do we, what's going on here? So we would say that um, in our natural state, obviously, we begin and, and continue on in life in the animal phase of life, part and parcel of which is a state of unconsciousness. Meaning, depends how we define consciousness and unconsciousness. See, we can define unconsciousness as somebody being knocked out or being dead asleep or full uh, general anesthesia. But we can also define it as knowing, but not knowing that we know. Meaning, we say we, um, let's say there's a deer on the road and we honk at the deer. We say that the deer responds to the stimuli. So it would be asking a lot to say that the deer didn't hear the honk. Right, because as far as we can tell, we imply obviously from the external, but uh, as far as we have any reason to think, the deer did hear the honk. But now we ask, did the deer know that it heard the honk? Did it know that it know? And that is asking a lot. That also, we we, we can't imagine that that is the case because it requires higher cognitive capacity. So here we see, obviously, we we're talking to a person. They know what we said in some ways. They heard the sounds, right? We say hi, they say hi, just like the deer heard. But does the person know that he or she knows, right? Are we aware that we're aware? And, and the answer we see is, is no. We don't know that we know, and we're not aware that we're aware. And further, obviously, that means we don't really know ourselves at all. Our self-knowledge is minimal. We might know a celebrity more, that we follow on social media more than we know ourselves. We don't know our mind. We don't know the contents of our of our personality, how it's formed. We don't know 
uh, what's in the background, what, what's beneath the surface, beneath the waves. We have no idea until it's too late, until we find something out about ourselves. Maybe a positive thing. Maybe we run into a house and save a kitten uh, when there's a fire. Right? We didn't know we had that in us, but it can also be negative. We didn't know that we could be genocidal, that we could exterminate our neighbor when somebody told us that she's a cockroach. But now we know, and it's too late. So we see that we have no self-knowledge. We have no consciousness. We're basically in a, in a perpetual present reacting to stimuli and, and, and pursuing our desires and pursuing our perceived interests. Now we have to keep in mind that in this state of unconsciousness and thoughtlessness, it is possible to do unbelievably complicated things. It is possible to to, to run long-term schemes. It is possible to, um, to, to write whole books, including about psychology potentially and about the unconsciousness and about this very process. It's possible to speak and, and lecture. It's possible to do uh, amazing, unbelievable things. And, and we see the whole world is super complicated and it's obviously been built by people just like you and I who are in the usual state uh, as opposed to in any other state. And we see how complicated it is, how there's bridges and how there's cell phones and quantum computers and uh, spaceships and all kinds of things. So we see that there's no limit perhaps to what we can do while in an unconscious state. It's simply that the experience that uh, the inner experience uh, that, that's in question. Uh, the, the intelligence is 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 active, right? Again, or we see that the animals we see uh, the the does the caterpillar know it's going to be a butterfly? Does it or especially does it know that it knows? No. Does the bear think you know I'm going to uh, pay rent on this place where I'm hibernating for a few months? No. Right? It's all done by instinct. That it's all very intentional. It's all very purposeful. It's all very uh, intelligent. It's amazing. It's incredible. So it's the same thing. We can do. We can't judge by the external signs. We can do amazingly complicated things yet uh, uh, entirely with the lights out. Right. So that's the idea. So now we ask. Um, uh, we ask the question, how is it that we can begin to demonize somebody and completely uh, kind of uh, not be able to see a single good thing in us? So basically, we still retain, even in this state of utter unconsciousness, we obviously retain our nature, which can be characterized in a single way. So we can characterize it as good, uh, because insofar as by that term, we refer to necessity, we refer to, to that which there is, as opposed to a negation of desire, right? Bad? I want it. Uh, um, I wanted coffee and I got tea. I call that bad. But something that's necessary, what does it mean to call it bad? Uh, I don't like that two plus two is four. It's bad. No, it's necessary. So we can refer to our necessary nature, which is exactly the way it is and, and the only way that it can be. The term good, essentially we're good. We have a particular nature. We're just not conscious of it and we're just not consciously working towards its advancement. Having said that, Everything uh, that, that 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 we do, and we say it's in light of of that nature, and and, and consequently emotions such as guilt, emotions such as um, uh, 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 feeling bad, they certainly do emerge even in this unconscious state. We may not know, we may not know that we know, and yet we are able to feel guilty uh, 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 when we do uh, when we. Um, identify parts of ourselves that we don't like when we see ourselves reacting in negative ways. For example, again, um, we thought we're very nice people. We, we say, I'm, I'm a very nice person. I'm a great person, yada, yada. And then somebody does something mean to us. Somebody steps on our shoes, literally, figuratively. Somebody cuts us off on the road and we are absolutely infuriated. We're ready to kill them. We didn't even know that this was the reaction, right? So now we've observed this reaction and we naturally feel bad. We feel guilty. Like, I didn't know this was me. And yet, obviously, to properly address the guilt, we need the consciousness. We need the self-knowledge. So it's not addressed. It's put away. It's stuffed away. There's some kind of lie. is some kind of self 
self-serving statement that we make to ourselves, uh, uh, kind, uh, kind of uh, either verbal, verbally verbalizing it or just it, it happens also, so to say, unconsciously, and uh, it gets uh, put beneath the surface. But throughout our life, accumulates a tremendous amount of guilt, a tremendous amount of uh, emotion uh, that is that that generally is not being expressed. So, and that obviously creates tension. That obviously creates. An uncomfortable state uh, uh, where um, we have all, all, all of this trapped emotion. So what, what do we want then? What we want is an outlet for this emotion. We want an outlet for our guilt. We want an outlet for the ununified parts of our personality, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the, the deep, dark things in us. And how do we find this outlet? We have to, if we were to express this outlet onto a cute little kid at onto some, somebody that we think is wonderful and great, we would feel very guilty and we would feel very bad. And that's not acceptable to us. That would just compound uh, the, the problem. So what do we need? We need a target that we, we can express ourselves in relation to and, and uh, in regards to which we will not feel bad. How do we identify such a target? We can go hit a heavy bag or something, but that's not that satisfying. It's not, uh, not going to hit, hit back. It's not going to react. What we have to do is we have to Perceive somebody as completely and totally and utterly bad and consequently completely and totally deserving of our uh, vitriol, if that's the right word, of our hatred, of all of these emotions, of all of that guilt. Meaning we, we want to find somebody that we can spill all of this yuck and guck inside of us onto. We're looking we, desperately. We need to find somebody and just spill that bucket onto them. Project all of it because we can't project it at ourselves. Again, that would require consciousness. That, that would require self-knowledge. We're not at that point yet. So we need to find somebody external to do, to do it in regards to home. And that is what we do. We wait and wait and wait. And then we find somebody who maybe rubs us the wrong way, who maybe says something in contradiction to something that, that we say to feel good about ourselves. And as soon as that occurs or soon after that the process begins, a dark cloud comes over us and we begin to see the person as pure evil, as pure darkness, as pure bad. And that gives us, of course, the, the opportunity and the justification and makes it good even to have that emotional release and pour all of that guilt, all of that hatred, all of that anger and all of that that wouldn't rationally be directed at herself at that person or group of people. All right. So we see this can take a, a physical form, obviously, where... Uh, Beatings and, and, and murders, goodness forbid, all kinds of things. But in this day and age, it's easier than ever with the internet, with words. We can be word, uh, what's the word? Word uh, warriors, right? We can absolutely demolish people uh, uh, with our mouth and say horrible things. It can take the form of uh, uh, right, verbal abuse in person, to, uh, not only on the internet, to, to the people that are around us. Uh, it can take the form of just having a coping mechanism inside where we're always thinking it's everything is because of him or her. It could be a parent. It could be a sibling. It could be a neighbor. It could be somebody. It's all because of that one person. That person is evilness incarnate. That one's hurt me. That one's did something against me. Now I'm constantly projecting onto that person just internally, even if I don't say anything. Right? So that's the idea. And this goes on. And then uh, obviously it can reach extreme heights. Uh, leaders who are skilled at... Uh, uh, kind of uh, manipulating uh, emotions uh, or kind of staring people up emotionally. This, this is a, a great strategy that historically has been used to say, uh, you know, right now we can go and we can destroy that whole 
kingdom over there. And that, you know, first of all, they're, they're evil and they're horrible and they deserve it. And also their, their wives and their children also deserve it. And that's why we see horrible, horrible brutalities all throughout human history. Not only did they, you know, did, 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 did armies frequently, when they won, not only would they kill the, the prisoners and, and all the, the male fighters, but they would then potentially kill the women and children, goodness forbid, or at least enslave them and, and destroy the village and destroy agricultural, try to do agricultural damage as much as possible and all kinds of things because it's that process. This is pure evil that we've been fighting and that extends to anybody and everybody who's associated with, uh, um, with the enemy. All right, so it's something that we can go do that and further a little benefit is we can get some gold, we can get some booty, right? Some, uh, uh, what's it, the pirate's chest, we can get all that kind of stuff and uh, and let's go, Let, let's go get him, right? This has been going on since time immemorial, not too funny, but they were funny at all. But that's the idea and it goes on now in sublimated forms uh, where even if we're not going to war, we go to war on the keyboard, we go to war with our mouth, with our text messages and, and, and cell phones and, and things like that. So that's the idea, what is the solution? Um, <laughs> what's the solution? Well, the, the optimal solution is, of course, to stop being uh, unconscious, uh, thoughtless animals and to try to resemble a human being, at least somewhat. That's a rational creature. It's an introspective creature that is striving towards its own ethical perfection, that is advancing in, in love towards truth and consequently towards other people. That never ever projects onto other people and, and always uh, ever looks at him or herself uh, as the, the one whose fault it is that something went wrong, that, that I'm guilty, not in a, also pathological way. I always blame myself, but in a healthy, uh, in, in a healthy way, right? For example, I feel uh, bad. I feel guilty. It's not his fault or her fault. It's my fault. I feel angry. Something about me, not something about them, right? Or him or her or this or that. Right, so it, it, that's that's part of the picture too. Right, we're always thinking. We're trying to bring ourselves out into the light. We're trying to right our wrongs. We're trying to unify our personality. We're trying to extract the the those uh, mysterious parts of us and and, and consider them and uh, and, and uh, integrate them into into our consciousness. To so say, we're doing a kind of a we're striving towards humanity. But that's a lot to ask for. So a short kind of <laughs> this is a shortcut, but something that that can work is is if we understand the, the basic uh, idea that everybody has the same nature, everybody acts for a motive. In other words, as we said, everybody is means good fundamentally. When we understand this, we cannot project onto anybody else because we understand the person means good. We cannot simply see them as this dark, excuse me, evil force that we can feel free to utterly and totally annihilate and destroy. We can't do that because uh, we understand this person means good. From their perspective, they're doing what they think is good. So an example here would be, let's say that a couple thousand years ago, the uh, the the king, the queen, the whatever the the tyrant says, let's go to war. Let's go and destroy this uh, the, the, this village. Uh, these people, they're utterly evil. They're insects. They're 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 horrible, right? But now let's say that somehow we understood this, which is very unlikely. But let's say we did. So now we do what we have to do in battle. But after that, we have a choice: do we uh, enslave the women and children? Do we destroy the homes and the agriculture? Now we're thinking. Wait a second. From th these people's point of view, I'm the enemy. I'm the dark one. They were just doing what they thought was good, right? It's not actually a matter of objective reality that they were purely evil. How can I then go and, and continue to damage, uh, uh, continue to destroy? I'm going to take mercy.
right? I might even help the, the person who I'm supposed to chop their head off. I might even help them escape if possible because I understand the person means good. This process is, is, is prevented, right? Or nowadays, I feel bad about myself. I feel guilty. Something is going on. So I instantly try to find the target. Maybe uh, uh, an athlete on a team that I don't like. I don't like that athlete. He, he or she is obnoxious. He or she is, is, is spoiled or stuck up or something like this. They're pure evil incarnate. Let me go on their social media page and say something nasty. Ah, now I can breathe. Now I feel good. Now I remember everybody means good. This athlete uh, included. Uh, from their perspective, they're doing what they think is good. Uh, and uh, consequently, I can't do that. It just wouldn't, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a viable outlet for my emotions at the very least. So that would be the idea. Somebody uh, merges into traffic in front of me. I want to immediately think this is darkness incarnate. This is the most evil thing possible. This person purely tried to hurt me just to so do. But now I'm remembering, no, this person means good. Maybe they're late. Maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they have uh, their own struggles. And this is how they drive to feel in control. And I feel bad for them. And and uh, that, that this is their coping mechanism. They're doing the same thing to me that I want to do to them. Right, so I, now I remember they mean good. How can I go crazy? How can I honk? For their good or for safety purposes, but not for my, uh, my emotions. So that would be the shorthand way we would say not shorthand it's still difficult because we reject this understanding we we might understand it for a period of time but the temptation to project onto somebody else uh, to find a target uh, as we discussed is so strong that we say ah, if, uh, doesn't count forget about it this one person i found an exception uh, they're really mean they, they they really don't like them they they're bad everything is going on them so it's also difficult and then we throw out this understanding and obviously when we make an exception we can't have the understanding at all because the whole point of a law is there's no exception the whole point of an absolute truth is there's no exceptions at all right for example let's say that somebody wants to learn um, the law of physics uh, or excuse me the law of gravity in physics and uh, they're taught it the first time that things fall in such and such way, yada, yada. The person thinks, wait a second, if uh, uh, they raise their hand, professor, teacher, are you saying that if a, a bus full of, of, of really cute or let's say a plane with really cute little children, uh, you know, the end, both engines fall off, the wings fall off, going to surbid so many times that the plane would fall and the kids would die? Professor says, well, it'll be horrible. It's a tragedy. But yes, that's what the, the law of gravity it dictates uh, uh, in light of the aerodynamics of the plane, but but all things considered, yeah, that, that's the idea. So we, the person says, or we say, okay, I don't believe in the law of gravity, or I'm going to make this one exception. I, I'll take the law of gravity when it comes to uh, not, not everything flying away. I'll take it when it comes to me staying on the ground, but this one exception, I can't wrap my mind around. I'm not going to accept it. Right? Can we then be a physicist? Can we then understand uh, 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 gravity? No, we can't because <laughs> it's not how it works. It's a universal thing. So it's the same thing. If we make a single exception, we say, but I know this one person who did this and that, but that person and this person, we can't at all understand it. Not even one, we can't even make a single exception. It's a universal thing. There's a single nature that we have. Our will works in the same way, always. Right? How we act depends on our context. It depends on our moral level. Most of us, as we discussed, we're not, not exactly potential realized yet, yet concerning our, our humanity and all of this. Obviously, what appeals to us doesn't at all and usually isn't uh, necessarily for our highest good as we understand it or for the person's highest good or anybody else's highest good. But the will is the same thing. The, the reality is the same thing. So if we understand that completely. We don't allow ourselves any outs and, and allow ourselves to forget. Then hopefully that can um, 
do the trick here and, and can at least begin to, the, the, to elevate us at least a little bit from that entirely unconscious animal state where this mechanism goes on unconsciously, unwittingly, time and time again. And, and that would obviously be a great thing for ourselves and everybody else. So let's do it. Thank you for listening.